This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnels to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the chairman of the New York State GOP and now congressman-elect for New York's 23rd Congressional District. Join me in welcoming Nick Langworthy to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Uh, Nick, how are you today? I'm doing great, Judge. Thank you so much for having me back on. Well, first of all, I shouldn't call you Nick, but you're my friend. I should be calling you Congressman-elect Langworthy. I'm thrilled that you won your race, and certainly you are part of uh, New York's message to the rest of the country that even we're fed up with the Democrats, uh, with all of the congressional races that we won, although, unfortunately, uh, the guy who helped with that – Getting us all to win or getting you guys all to win in Congress, Lee Zeldin was not able to make it uh, in terms of winning the governorship. But, uh, Nick, I want to talk to you first before we start about the fact that you're in Buffalo, New York. Is that correct? I, I sure am. Okay. So when you look out your window, what do you see, Congressman? Well, is is really white here in the 23rd Congressional District in uh, the heart of my district in Erie County. Um, in Orchard Park, where the the Bills play uh, their games, uh, you got 77 inches of snow in about 30 hours. So <laughs> let me ask you uh, a question: Was I'm from upstate New York? I'm from Elmira. I mean, I, I was in that snow zone. What what is it like? Do, can you even open your door? How do you let the dogs out? Don't the dogs like drown in the snow? Well, I, I'm only seeing these pictures from Facebook. I mean, I didn't get nearly as hard hit where I am, but. Uh, but a lot of my new constituents are dealing with a whole lot of snow and they're clearing driveways. And I mean, it, you know, I will say the governor's brought in the National Guard to help clear some of this. I mean, it's just it's so much. It's a, it's a record snowfall that's happened for New York State in New York State history. It's never come at that pace yet. But lake effect snow is a phenomenon that uh, these early November storms and the lake is still very warm. It's the lake was 52 degrees earlier this week and some nice cold air. It creates a snow machine. And, uh, you know, there are varying degrees from, from six and a half feet to five feet to four feet, depending on where you're at in southern Erie County. Uh, it's a lot to deal with, and people are going to be digging out until Thanksgiving. Well, you know, I, I went to school in Buffalo, so, I mean, I loved it because I was a skier. But uh, it's got to it's gotta be tough for business. I mean, as if we don't have enough to deal with. But uh, Congressman-elect Nick Langworthy, let's talk about you. Congratulations. Uh, you won. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, obviously uh, you have been the chair of the New York State Republican Party. Uh, but uh, I imagine uh, you're going to be giving that up. Well, how does that going to work yeah I, I will be stepping aside uh, at the end of january uh after the rnc has its reorganization um you know we'll we'll present a transition we're working on some plans for that and you know the party will elect uh, uh a new chairman in a new uh batch of leadership going forward i mean i had uh ho- hope very much that uh, it would be congressman then governor zeldin picking yes, yes. Um, picking the new chairman of the state party uh but uh, he gave it uh, a tremendous effort it was everything that we had ever hoped for um the fact that you know Kathy Hochul you know only got 53% of the vote in a state where we haven't even been close to competitive in 20 years 
Uh, it speaks volumes about the effort that Zeldin put into this race. I mean, he's uh, a tremendous leader. He's someone well, that... Well, there's, uh, there's no question. I mean, Lee Zeldin ran a great campaign. Um, he he was... And, you know, and I, I ran statewide in 2006. I mean, New York City is a tough nut to crack. And mm-hmm. uh, but but the New Yorkers are very concerned about crime. It was the number one issue for New Yorkers. And, you know, while the Democrats poo poo it and, and she laughed at it, I mean, I, I I I just am so I'm so disappointed in that race. But but even more than that, I am disgusted that, you know, we've got a governor who is uh, uh, yet she doesn't seem to care about crime victims. She just thinks it's, uh, you know, happens to someone else. And she's also shown herself to be a pay-to-play person in terms well, of the Buffalo Stadium and there's, there's uh, the real COVID corruption. Test. Yep, there's real incompetence, and if she doesn't wake up to crime, there's not going to be a state left to govern. Uh, so hopefully, she sees there's a whole lot of really upset people out there. You know, Lee made inroads for our our party uh, in the Asian community, in the Latino community, in the African American community. We got um, turnout in, in Republican support in places in Brooklyn and Queens um, that we haven't seen in a long time. She very effectively turned out the, the, the extreme liberals in Manhattan, and she got a big vote there. Uh, but there's a whole lot of other places that have told this governor, we don't like the job you're doing. And if she doesn't, you see this as a wake-up call and, try, and do the right thing for the people – and the taxpayers, uh, we're not going to have a state left. But, well, you know, every cloud has a silver lining. In Lee Zeldin's leadership, his campaign, the efforts that we all put forward, uh, you know, Chuck Schumer went to, uh, was reelected with a lower percentage of the vote than he's ever had. Um, we have elected the largest congressional delegation from New York in 20 years. We have 11 House Republicans out of 26 that's going fantastic. to Congress. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the uh, Republicans in Congress. Well, you've got Kevin McCarthy, and I, I was just on with uh, ICE, former ICE director Tom Homan, who said that uh, Kevin McCarthy is having second thoughts about uh, impeaching Mayorkas. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, uh, so many of us are, are very upset with it. It's not just the allowing of, you know, three million, however many million, uh, illegals have crossed our border with absolutely no consequence, but he's, he's gotten up and lied to the American people and he says the border is secure. So it's one thing to be incompetent. It's another to out and out lie. And, you know, do you have any idea what's going on with Mayorkas? Because I'll tell you, Republicans expect now that the Republicans are in power, we expect them to do something. Well, there there has to be uh, real teeth. I mean, we don't come to the table with the majority we had hoped for. Um, You know, there wasn't a red wave across the country. There was a red wave in New York. And just to finish our thought, 11 House Republicans come there, seven freshmen Republicans in New York. We are the reason. The NYGOP is the reason there is a House Republican majority, because we're talking a two or three seat majority. We come to the table with seven freshmen. So we're going to have a big role to play, and they represent all corners in New York. It's not just upstaters. There's a lot. We have every seat on Long Island. We have you know, two of the three seats in the Hudson Valley, uh, and we've got a great delegation, and we're going to work strongly together, and we're going to get things done, and we're going to have a loud voice. Um, we have to hold this administration accountable. The southern border is a disaster. 
Mayorkas has to be held accountable. How is he held um, you know, accountable, we, though, Congressman? How is he held the hearing, accountable? The hearings, uh, the, the hearings, you know, will be starting. I mean, I, these things are going. We're going to ask the tough questions. Everybody remembers what we lived through for four years. Now we have the gavels. We have the subpoena power, and we're going to use them. Well, I'll tell you, the the truth is, uh, uh, to me, that's not enough. But, you know, you guys will decide. You know, there's also talk of, you know, having hearings on everything from Afghanistan to COVID uh, to, uh, you know, immigration to crime. Uh, and, And I understand that, you know, we can't be doing, you know, all of this, that we've got to try to get legislation passed. But the truth is you've got a Democrat Senate. All right. And then you've got a, a, a president who's got a veto pen. So, you know, there really isn't a lot to do other than try to work within the House as it and there's that's a lot of work in itself. I mean, because you've got the power of the purse in the House and you also have the power of a message. And what the Democrats seem to have done in the last campaign was just beat, you know, January 6th to, uh, you know, to a pulp. And, you know, convince everybody about, you know, and, and make no mistake. I think people who, who violated the law should have been prosecuted. And I said it immediately after. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, the Democrats, they try to destroy the Republicans. And then they say when the Republicans get in, you know, you really don't want to. We really don't want you to go that hard. We have to play together in the sand. To me, that's ridiculous. Sure. And in, in, in it's a, a, a flaw traditionally in Republican DNA is they want to be intellectually honest and, and just you know conciliatory to and, and think Democrats are going to work together. They did not work together. They have done they've ruined lives. Um, they've they've gone out of their way to destroy people. They ran on three issues in this campaign and they lied through their teeth. Uh, to get to the position they are to hold the Senate, uh, we have to keep that in mind. We, you know, wish we had a bigger cushion. You know, that's going to be limiting in some effects, but it shouldn't limit the fact that we're going to hold officials accountable and make them answer the questions. These hearings are critically important. You know, the the I hope Dr. Fauci had, doesn't have a lot of travel plans for his retirement because I have a feeling he's going to be spending plenty of time in a chair. Uh, across the table uh, at the Capitol, uh, you know, having, you know, these hearings as to things that happened during COVID, uh, the origins of COVID. Uh, We have to do the same thing with the border and Homeland Security. Homeland Security is a joke right now. It's got to be changed. And and the only way we're going to bring change in the short term is to shine bright lights on things. And, you know, because you're you're right. I mean, Schumer's still going to have the gavel on the Senate side. You know, they have the votes. We didn't get what we wanted on Election Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to absolutely shine bright lights on things. And, and, and Hunter Biden is absolutely fair game. This has to, you know, it, the things that happened to, to, to the President Trump and the Trump family, uh, you know, during that administration, you know, are, are absurd. And when you look at what has not happened to uh, to, to Hunter Biden, at this point, I mean, this this is a question of national security, and and we have to absolutely have the hearings on this.
Well, you know, the truth is that, you know, the Hunter Biden thing, obviously, you know, and the shame of it is they said that, you know, it wasn't his laptop and that it was his laptop, but it was Russian disinformation. And then what I'd love to hear are the 51 uh, intelligence officials who signed a letter saying that it was it was Russian disinformation. It had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. I mean, to me, those are whores. Uh, those are people who, you know, that laptop was legitimate. All you had to do was call some of the people on some of those emails and find out whether or not they had sent those emails, and it would be very clear that that was real. But nobody did that. All they wanted to do was come out and say it's Russian disinformation, and let's not let anybody talk about it, and let's suppress the First Amendment rights of everyone. We, we, so, had, a, we had a media blackout first and foremost. I mean, the, the New York Post was deplatformed by Twitter for putting this forward in the last weeks of the election. I mean, it, it is absurd the length to which the, the mainstream media and big tech went out of their way to manipulate that election. And uh, we need to hold uh, this family to account. And if some foreign agent is paying the president's son uh, extreme amounts of money, it, it, it's not by expertise because I think the photographic evidence – uh, what kind of human being we're dealing with? Belies the fact um, that he has expertise in anything. Yeah. Look, yeah, I mean, so yeah. so this like this has to be put out there for the American people to see and digest and to understand. And Jim Jordan will lead the charge. And I'm, you know, I, I'll certainly support that. I don't have committee assignments yet. I will support that in any way, shape, or form that I and my office can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think the real key Congressman uh, Nick Langworthy, Congressman-elect Nick Langworthy, is the money trail. The money speaks volumes. And to the extent that they had joint accounts, to the extent that uh, Hunter was paying some of his father's bills, you put that together with the emails. I mean, you know, the prosecutor in me, Congressman, you know, if I had had a laptop, for any of the cases I tried, they would have been, you know, I mean, it's it's a treasure trove for any prosecutor. I mean, you just put together the wrongdoing with the confirmation and the emails, with the photographs, with the with the uh, with the circumstantial evidence. And it's 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 you're there. You're there in terms of a conviction. But it'll be very interesting to find out why the mayor of uh, the mayor's wife in Moscow sent you know, what was it, $3 million, a million dollars? Why a $100,000 spending spree? Why? They don't love Hunter Biden. He's not such a great guy. We have to do our job in Congress to make sure that the media can't ignore these stories anymore. Yeah. And and um, th- this is th- – that's why you need the official subpoena power of the House uh, majority get this done and and we will get this done um you know i i trust jim jordan to lead the charge on he'll this. be, great. He'll uh, be great he will be phenomenal and the american people are going to get the answers that they deserve as to what's you know are we are we dealing with the biden crime family or are we dealing with the first family that's what needs to be uh fleshed out and the facts need to emerge um and i just hope anyone that touched that laptop used a lysol wipe first <laughs> Gosh, well, it'll be very interesting. So, what is what is the pro the the process? You are a new congressperson. What happens now? 
We've been through one week of freshman orientation. We break for uh, – I, I had to get back to Buffalo to beat this storm. Otherwise, I would still be in Washington. Yeah. But uh, we, uh, we're, we're home for a week. We're building out our district teams and doing our hirings. And then uh, we're back for one more week of freshman orientation and then uh, sworn in January 3rd. So there's a lot to do. Uh, there's a lot of ground to cover. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're eager to, to get to work. I well, mean, there's just so much ahead of us we need – you know, to, to restore some honesty and integrity to this federal government that's we've broken. You know, it, it's not the majority we wanted, but we have broken one party Democratic control of our federal government. And we, um, you know, we, if we can't drive our own agenda, we're going to throw the brakes on theirs. Wow. And that's the most important thing that we can do uh, if we can't play offense, which I do think we can play offense. We can, can, you know, force an agenda and force issues uh you know, the, the Senate is going to be the obstructionists uh, here. We we want to pass, you know, the, the agenda that we ran on, the, the commitment to America. These are governing principles that are 80 percent issues if you took the partisanship away. You know, restoring American energy dependence, you know, strengthening our southern border. You know, th- these are just, you know, common sense things. Restoring, you know, parents' rights in the classroom, oh, yes. uh, you know, with, with, our, with our children. You know, these are things that we're going to be, um, you know, pushing forward uh, with legislation uh, and in trying to, to get some common sense, uh, you know, a good healthy dose of that back for the American people. Okay. And, you know, the, the question is going to be, does Joe Biden want to, you know, go along with that or is he going to continue down this woke path? All right. Congressman-elect Nick Langworthy, thanks so much for joining us today. And much luck to you in your first term as congressman.